0: Lord, we're here for you, Lord. It's not the other way around. (laughs) You've done everything that you needed to do, Jesus. It's finished. Your work is done, Lord. Lord, it's our honor and our privilege to come before you. Lord, we just lay our lives down this morning, God. And we ask for you to come, Holy Spirit, come. Move in this place. Blow on your people, God. Fill every well, Lord. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, we give you glory. We give you honor, Lord. Well, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, worship team. Am I on? Yeah. Okay. Technology is definitely not my friend this morning. Um, I had a a PowerPoint to accompany this, but I don't know did we get it working? Somewhat. If not then it'll be all right. Nope. Okay. It's moving. That's okay. We don't need technology. Jesus did it without it. Amen. So this morning I've been praying, and I'm so glad that I asked Tommy to do offering this morning, because that was totally a God thing. Because um, what I'm bringing to this morning, I just I was praying and asking God, Lord, what do you want me to bring to your people? And I don't know if you've ever brought a word to the people of God, but it is a humbling thing. Like, it's extremely humble. Like, I think of Joshua, and when he was transitioning from Moses, and he's like, God, how do I lead this great people of yours And I feel the weight of that every time that I come before you because you are great people. You are God's children. And I don't take lightly the honor to stand before you and bring a word. And so when I was praying and asking God, what do you want me to say this morning? You know, I had a picture of of a tool. Like, I, I see that God has given us these tools, some tools are like, you know, just the hammer and the old chisels, and then I think that there's some power tools that he gave us. You know, and for some of us that are a little older in this room that had to use the, just the hammer and the chisel, <laughs> I think you appreciate the power tool. It sure makes things move a lot faster, right? And so the Lord just had begun dropping in my heart The power of declaration. And so this morning I'm going to talk to you about the power of declaring the Word of God. There's so much power in declaration. You know, I, I like to start generally when I'm preparing a message, I start with a word study. God will drop a word in my heart, and then I'll just go and I'll do a word study, and I'll pick up everything that populates on that word. And let me tell you, when you type in to declare or to decree in any of those, you get hundreds and hundreds of verses on this topic, and I don 't think it's just like coincidental when something is repeated over and over and over in the Word of God there's something very significant and powerful to is why he is doing that and so I went ahead and started with just finding some definitions to this word in the Hebrew and in the Greek and I I'm not, I'm going to say these words, but I'm going to tell you up front, I am a West Texas boy all the way. I am not a scholar. Um, I'm going to butcher these words. So if there is any Greek and Hebrew scholars in this room, I apologize up front, okay? Because this is going to get really ugly. <laughs> the first Hebrew word that I came up with that was repeated a lot for declare or decree was the word gazar, G-A-Z-A-R. And it means to cut down or off, to destroy or to decide. And it kind of threw me back because that wasn't kind of the thing I was naturally thinking of when I thought declare was to cut down or off, to destroy or to decide. But who knows that there's some things in our lives that need to be cut off. They need to be destroyed. And there needs to be a decision made about some things in our lives. Amen? And what declaring things does is it gives us an opportunity to cut some things off. I I was listening to a, a motivational speaker, and they were talking about the power of writing something down. Like he deals with people that are trying to quit smoking a lot. And so the first thing he does is he says, I want you to write it down on a piece of paper. I want you to put what you want to happen down, and I want you to sign it. So in six months' time, I do not ever want to smoke a cigarette again. And there's something powerful that happens in the brain, in the mind, when we write something out and we sign it. And we make that pledge that says, you know what, I'm declaring this over my life. I am not going to deal with this in six months, never again. And so I just want to tell you that not only is there power that happens in our mind, but I believe that there's a supernatural blow of heaven that comes and meets us in that moment when we make a decision to do something. It's bigger than us. Amen? Nothing we do as believers is about just us. It's about joining with heaven, coming into agreement with what he's already done. Everything has to meet with that. The next word was a sapar. God, that's horrible. I'm sure I'm butchering that. It means to score or to mark, to record, to speak, to talk, or to tell. And like I said, writing it down, telling it out, speaking it into existence. This is the power that declaration gives us. The next word was H-O-Q. I'm going to say hawk or hoke. I have no idea how to say that. To appoint, to command, it's an ordinance or a law or a statute. That was really powerful to me. When we declare something, it's like heaven is saying, this is now law. This is now a statute. This is an ordinance in your life. There is something so powerful about declaring something over your life, declaring something over your children, declaring something over your marriage, declaring something over your work situation, declaring something against anything that is either coming against you or something that you can't see a way around. Declare the word of the Lord. Some of the Greek words I saw were kalio, which means to bid or call forth. Um, I think it's just so important to to call things out. To call things out of our kids. To call things out of the people we have influence with. To call things out of the situations we're facing. Not to settle for what we're seeing, but to actually call things out. The next one was Perangelo. Gosh, that's a hard one. To transmit a message. To to charge or command. So... Who knows that Jesus is a great communicator? You know, sometimes we just need to tr- transmit the message. We just need to get it out there. When we speak it, it's like it's not in the closet anymore. Our our prayer closet is so important and it's so vital. But there's some things that God is revealing in your prayer closet that you need to start declaring It's, 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 some things are just for you in that time, but there are some things that drop into your heart that God is waiting for you now to take it from the prayer closet yes. and to begin to declare it yes. into reality. Yes. To bring that thing forward. The last word I, I wrote down was, it's E-N-D-E-I-X-I-S, and I have no idea how to say that. So I'm gonna say end. That's, that's end. To provide evidence or proof, which I just found very interesting. That it it actually, when we declare something, it's like we're going before a court and we're providing evidence. We're testifying to what God is going to do in the situation. See, everything tells us this is not happening. You're not going to be free of that. You're not going to change the situation. But all of a sudden, God has given us the right to testify to to the contrary. To bring proof that God is able. That God is going to come through. And so there's four points that Jesus, in my time with him, was kind of just highlighting. And The first thing that he, he said was that God establishes what we declare. God establishes what we declare. In Job chapter 22, verses 28, it says, You will also declare a thing, and it will be established for you, so that light will shine on your ways. That's a powerful statement. I'm going to read that again. You will also declare a thing, and it will be established for you, so that light will shine on your ways. You know, the, the great thing about the kingdom of God is that how he created us. He created us with a purpose. He didn't just create us to be mindless drones. He gave us this awesome commission, Starting in Genesis chapter 1, verses 26. Have dominion. Tommy was talking about that. Just ties right in. Take dominion. See, God chose to create us to co-labor with him to establish his kingdom on earth. He could have easily made our participation inconsequential. But as a loving father, he gave us purpose. And by sharing the responsibility of transforming our world, one of the primary tools that God gave us to do this is the declaration of the word of God. If we don't speak it, we won't see it. it. It has to start here, but it has to come out of here. Amen. If, it, if it just stays here, but it never comes out of here, it's not going to move any mountains. The Bible says, speak to the mountain, yes. Amen. and it will be moved. But if, if it don't matter how great our faith is, if we don't speak to it, it's not going to change. It's, it's a vital part to be able to speak into a situation, to declare over it. The second thing I wanted to share was declaring our identity positions us to think big. Oftentimes in life, our perspective is so small. We see things from this temporary realm, from these things that are right in front of us, and we fail to realize that there is so much bigger perspective from heaven. See, Jesus says that we are seated with him in heavenly places. Where is he seated? The right hand of the Father. I think we got a good view. I think we have a good view. If we really think about it, if we will be mindful of where we're seated and we'll start thinking from that perspective, I think we'll see things a little clearer. The verse that God gave me to, to back this up was Psalms 2, verse 7 and 8. I will declare the decree. I, the Lord, has said to me, the Lord has said to me you are my son. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me and I will give you the nations for your inheritance and the ends of the earth for your possession. Wow. God's not even talking about giving you cities or he's saying I'm going to give you nations. I will declare the decree that the Lord has said to me, you are my son. And today I have begotten you. Ask of me and I will give you the nations for your inheritance and the ends of the earth for your possessions. See, declaring what the Lord has said to us takes us from slavery to sonship, from sinner to saint, from victim to victorious, from poor to rich, and the list goes on and on and on and on. Declaring the Word of God actually repositions us. It changes us, and therefore it naturally changes the circumstance. God wants us to think big. You know, I really feel like he's breathing on this word for some people in here. Like there's some things that maybe dreams that are falling off. That you've just given up on. You said, that's too big for me, God. I can't do that. I just want to tell you that God is not done. And God did not change his mind. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. When he gave you the word... When he called you and commissioned you to do whatever that is, he hasn't changed his mind since then. That's the great thing about our God is he's consistent. He's unchanging. He's unmoving. We can count on him. So many times in our lives, we, we know that men fail us. We can't always count on men. But we can always count on God. We can always count on the things that he has said over us to be true and unchanging. No matter what we've done to maybe mess it up or to feel like we've fallen short, none of that is what God is worried about. God is simply wanting you to start doing what he said you, for you to do. And it starts with declaring it. Start with just declaring that thing again. Whatever God has put in your heart, whatever that big thing is, take it out, dust it off, and start speaking it. Start speaking it into existence and watch what God will do. The third thing is declaration builds our faith and activates our creative nature. Romans 4, verse 16 through 18 is a a passage talking about Father the father of faith, Abraham. And it says, Therefore, it is of faith that it might be according to grace, so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. In the presence of him whom he believed, God, who gives life to the dead, And calls those things which do not exist as if they do. Who contrary to hope, in hope, believed. So that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken. So shall your descendants be. Man. That's powerful. We'll read this again. God who gives life to the dead... And calls those things which do not exist as if they did. Amen. In creation, God looked over the vast nothing. And he said, let there be. Amen. It, he declared everything into existence. Amen. There is something so significant about what I'm talking about today. I believe that it's a key. I truly believe, like Tommy's saying, there are some things that are keys to the kingdom of heaven. And I really believe that declaration is one of these keys. If we want to be a supernatural people that moves in the creative power of God Almighty, we are going to have to be a people of declaration. We are going to have to be people who will speak into nothing and expect something. There's too many people in the world that can look at a situation and see the obvious. I like to call, you know, think of, we're gold diggers. Every Christian here, we're all gold diggers. See, there's dirt on everybody. We all have plenty of dirt. But here's what a Christian is able to do. He's able to see past dirt and see the gold that God has put in every person. He's able to declare the things that that person may not see in themselves, but the Holy Spirit is calling out of each and every one of us. God is wanting to birth some things in us and through us, things that don't exist right now. God is at his core a creator. And we were created in His very image. Many times we are stuck in hopeless situations and destructive patterns because God is simply waiting for us to utilize our faith to declare a new creative perspective or solution to the problem. God called us into co-laboring. If he wanted to do it himself, he would. Right? Right? There would be no reason for the church on the earth. He would just take us home and do everything himself. But that was not his will. His will was to co-labor with us. His will was to show in our weakness his strength to show that the supernatural flows through the natural. Jesus lived it before us perfectly. The last thing that I wanted to share the last point, the fourth point was what we speak and declare will determine our destiny and or our destination. What we speak or declare will determine our destiny. Or a, dest- or a destination. Proverbs 18, verses 20 through 22 says, Words satisfy the mind as much as fruit does the stomach. Good talk is as gratifying as a good harvest. Words kill and words give life. They are either poison or fruit. You choose. That's the message version. Of course, we, we, most of us know the King James, life and death is in the power of the tongue. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. James 3, verse 3 through 5 says, We all fail in many areas, but especially with our words. Yet if we are able to bridle the words that we say, we are powerful enough to control ourselves in every way. And that means that our character is mature and fully developed. Horses have bits and bridles in their mouths so that we can control and guide their large body. The same way the mighty ships, though they are massive, are driven and driven by fierce winds, yet they're steered by a tiny rudder at the direction of the person at the helm. And so the tongue is a small part of the body, yet it carries great power. You know, me and Felicia had the privilege of going on a... uh, a cruise in January to celebrate our our belated 15th anniversary. Um, And I was just thinking about that as I was reading that. Like this ship was so big. I mean, it's hard to understand how this thing even stays afloat. It's just so massive. And yet they're able to turn this thing on a dime in the ocean based on that. In relative to the size of the ship, it's such a small rudder. And that tells me something very significant about the tongue and about what we're speaking. The smallest things that we're speaking negatively can determine a great change in our course. At the same time, flip that coin, a small change in the way we speak positively, in hope and in faith, in connection with the Holy Spirit, will change the course of our life and it doesn't happen it doesn't happen i don't believe that when you turn that rudder you wait 10 years and it'll it'll finally change when you pull that bit that horse will in a couple months it'll move i believe that there's power such power in our tongue and in our language that as soon as we start speaking and declaring the right things over the situation, instantly there's change. Instantly there's movement. There, there's a flip side to this message. <laughs> and I wanted to, to bring it up because there's been some real wacky teaching in the church for, on, on various things. And I want to make sure that we understand that declaration is not meant to treat God like a magic genie or an ATM. That's right. Amen. That's Amen. God is not a get-rich scheme or a, I mean, that has been so abused and misused for so many years. And it's, it's, it's honestly, it's time to get over that stuff. First John 5 and 14 says, Now this is the confidence that we have in Him that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. Let me make that very clear. If you're asking stuff that's not in accordance with His will, nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to change. God will not violate His will. And sometimes, especially with... Finances, I'm just going to take this one because this is the big one. Sometimes we are so begging God for riches and wealth when God knows very well that those very riches and wealth, if you had them, would destroy you. I believe Jesus says it's easier for a camel to get through the eye of a needle than a rich man to enter into heaven. I believe it's the mercy of God for many of us that we don't get those prayers answered. We don't get those things brought to us. Now, I'm not telling you that God doesn't want us prosperous. That's not, that's not biblical. What I'm telling you is that we need to make sure our heart is in absolute connection with the will of God for our life when we're asking for things. What's the motive what we're asking? What's the motive that we're asking for these things for? Because when we get to the root of that, then, we'll do, then I think that we'll understand God's heart on the situation. And we'll probably start changing the what we're asking for to line up with what He's actually telling us we need. Amen? Amen. <clears throat> So we always ask and declare in accordance with his will. Um, one thing I prayed and asked God for is, God, I want something that I can give to your people to bring this into some kind of practical application. And I had a video that I would have been great. <laughs> and Felicia, God bless you, you worked so hard to get that video it was, a, it was a video of my little girl, my three-year-old. Every night we do a declaration in our home. And we speak this declaration that I'm about to speak out for you guys. And um, I, don't know, I don't know just how the level that it's affecting my kids, but let me tell you, it's changing my life. To hear this spoken out every night in my house, it's changing my heart it 's changing the way I see things it 's changing the way I approach things, and um, I just want to give this to you. I want to give this as a practical application of what declaration could look like in your home with your children, with your spouse that it's not it 's not something that is unattainable or how do I do this it 's very simple and so the declaration we say in my house every night. It says, I declare, I am powerful, and what I believe changes the world. So today I declare that God is in a good mood. Nothing can separate me from his love. Jesus' blood paid for everything. I will tell the nations of what he's done. I am important. How he made me is amazing. I was designed for worship. My mouth establishes praise to silence the enemy. And everywhere I go becomes a perfect health zone. Because with God, nothing is impossible. My kids say this every night, and I'm, I encourage you, if you want this, I'll, I'll happily give this to you. Whoever wants um, this to, to say on your own, please come and contact me, and I'll get your information. I'll send it to you, but I just want to give you a practical example of what you can start to do in your own home, in your own life. That, that there are some principles, you know, I look at this and as a teacher I go, man, I could teach a 12-week series on each one of these lines. They're so powerful. But they're life-changing. And as I declare this, my life is forever changed. You see, the, the big one that's been really hitting me was that Jesus' blood paid for everything. 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 Sometimes we are so worried, so worried about that one thing that disqualifies us, that makes us unworthy. Jesus paid for it. He qualified you, He qualifies me. Nothing else matters. Except for his approval, and you have it. We have it. So as, as we leave today, I just want everybody to just stand up real quick and And I just want to declare some things over you this morning. And so as just a a sign of, of receipt, I just ask you to hold your hands out in front of you this morning. Father God, I thank you for this time. I thank you for this great people that you've called, for this family here at Living Way. Father, I pray for blessing and increase upon every person here. I pray, Father, for an increase in wisdom And knowledge. I pray, Father, that their eyes be opened like never before. I pray for a shift in their perspective from a temporal to an eternal. I declare, Father, that whatever they speak to, it's going to move in the name of Jesus. I declare that healing is coming in their bodies. That, Father, that healing is coming over their homes. That healing is coming, Father, in every area of their lives, God. I pray that your favor, I declare that the favor of God is with them and upon them. And that everywhere they go, Lord, that your favor goes before them. I declare, Father, that they're going to see a change in every situation and circumstance that they're facing from this point forward. And Lord, I pray and I declare that their tongue is loose to speak the will of God in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen. Amen. Be blessed. Thank you, guys.